And it's Thursday, and we're back, and it is another Noodleberg Daily Huddle. Great to be here. Great to see you guys. Great to get after it for another day. Yeah, man. March 10th? We're here. What, man? Absolutely crazy. Um, You know, I did some planning yesterday with Shay, and uh, we're through July in, in our plan, you know, which is like, July, what the you know, like summertime, that. crazy, 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 but uh, always thinking ahead, always doing good stuff. Um, loving, loving, loving the response that we are getting from the huddle. So many people who are not showing up in this live feed are, are there, they're lurking, they're watching, and uh, the, the feedback is great. Keep it coming, man. Tell us what you want to hear, tell us what topics you want us to go over but yeah uh, help help us iterate the show give us we're always open to ideas always open to hearing about you know things i mean i love when people come up to me like you talk too much about sports i was like well you're gonna have to get over that <laughs> that's non-negotiable <laughs> you know you so speaking of sports, you, know, uh, you know it's tournament time so jake and i uh, went last night to downtown cigar and we're able to hang out with our friend Byron Dennis. How's Byron doing? Oh, uh, so great. So, so great. His daughter is freshman of the year in the SEC. That's awesome. Which is insane. I mean, I remember her as a little girl. Obviously, she's no longer a little girl. Um, but she chose Arkansas of all the schools that were recruiting her. And she's doing great, enjoying it. He's flying all over the place, getting, you know, getting it done. And so uh, uh, now there there was a funny story because, like, I asked him when we sat down. I hadn't seen him in a while. Now we're back in Broward County. And I said, so is she going to go pro? And he, like, slaps me. He goes, man, everybody's asking me. He goes, I don't know, you know. (laughs) But Arkansas did graduate three people into uh, the WNBA, so there is a high likelihood of that. Now, back in the day, Byron was, you know, he had the whole family over the house. We were playing around, and we were playing some kind of game on the TV. Mm -hmm. And she lost the racket, and boom, smashed my 70-inch television. <laughs> I didn't know that. I don't remember that story. I to him last night, I go, you know she owes me a TV. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, putting in my time. You know? So anyway, uh, just that's funny. Good. Always good. good for her. Good for him. I'm glad you got to see Byron. That was awesome. It's uh, Let's get to some wake-up music. Let's get back because we got a ton of great content to talk about today. We're going to be talking about content and the power of content. But let's wake up and then we'll get it rolling. Another shout out, shout out to Amanda Kundrot. I was going to say, you're going with Kundrot? I'm going Kundrot, Amanda Kundrot. Okay. (laughs) I say tomato. (laughs) I was going to, how are you going to pronounce the name? So welcome, Amanda. We are also 
coming to you from Florida this morning. We're in Broward County. Not sure what part of Florida you're coming from, but thank you for joining us this morning on the Noodleberg Daily Huddle. Excited about this birthday that I get to celebrate today because John Hamm, who played Don Draper, maybe the coolest character to ever be played. Unbelievable. Uh, unbelievable. If he isn't the TV James Bond, who is? So if you have not watched Mad Men during your time, it is definitely well worth going back. There's seven seasons, I think, that you can watch. And um, it's an unbelievable story because of you know his background story as a character, great character development, but also the time and the place, right? I mean, the being an ad agency in New York during the 60s and 70s when big ads were really happening and advertising was really happening and getting a look inside of the agencies and the difference between the, you know, the account men and the creatives and what went on to create some of the stuff. It was really well put together and I really was entertained by it. Well, you know, this is international women's week or day or whatever. The way women were treated back then was like, sure. Yeah. And then, like, you know, so obvious, you know, smoking and drinking in the office and, you know, it's and, like, and like Joan Jones character, how she goes from being like the office director to becoming somebody very prominent in the industry. Super cool. Great role. Great role. Going to celebrate John's John Ham's birthday by actually playing one of my favorite scenes from Mad Men of all of the seasons. Shay, let it play. Go for it. Technology is a glittering lure, but, uh, there's the rare occasion when the public can be engaged on a level beyond flash if they have a sentimental bond with the product. My first job, I was in-house at a fur company with this old pro copywriter, Greek, named Teddy. And Teddy told me the most important idea in advertising is new. It creates an itch. You simply put your product in there as a kind of calamine lotion but he also talked about a deeper bond with the product nostalgia it's delicate but potent sweetheart Teddy told me that in Greek Nostalgia literally means the pain from an old wound. It's a twinge in your heart, far more powerful than memory alone. This device isn't a spaceship. It's a time machine. backwards and forwards. It takes us to a place where we ache to go again. It's not called the wheel. It's called the carousel. So... There's a lot to unpack from that scene. You know what's scary? I was going to say the exact same words. Yeah, it's loaded. It's loaded with loaded. lessons and content. Loaded. But 
the one thing that Don Draper's character always really was great at was articulating using his words differently to get people to look at their products differently, talk about them differently, make them stand out from the crowd. And then, oh, by the way, he always tied an emotion into it. He was unbelievable at creating pitches that made you feel something about that product, which obviously is always the goal of advertising. So, you know, like you said, so much the tone and the pace of his conversation, absolute confidence, not fast, enunciating every word, power, strength, bringing people in. For me, clear indication someone's trying to sell me is they're yapping away too fast. Right. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Slow down. Slow down. Whoa. Speak it out. You know, now I have a tendency to talk loud and fast, but that's training to catch yourself and go, okay, deep breath. He's breathing in between. So I loved watching him because you instantly look at him and feel confident. He exudes confidence. And so what they were doing was pitching a company on what their ad campaign was going to be. And that's old school advertising. But what made them special was that they were very creative in the way that they would place people's products, in the way that they would talk about people's products in order to get people to feel an emotion about it. He's talking about nostalgia from the carousel, the ability to show these pictures and make people feel something it's no different than what's happening today, but I don't know if you saw Seth's post about the gap. But oh he my talked, God. Oh so my he t- God. Seth put out a, a newsletter that talked about it used to cost a million dollars to create a commercial. It used to cost a million dollars to do all of these different things in advertising. And the reality is it doesn't cost a million dollars to do any of that anymore. Anybody has the ability to go out and put out a message and talk about a product, price, or service, or talk about themselves, or build brand. Everybody has the opportunity to do that now. So because everybody's out there and has the ability to do it, the scarcity is for the attention, not for the ability. Scarcity Absolutely. used to be the that you, you had to try to be able to get the funds to do it. Now you can do it. Now how do you get people's attention differently than everybody else. If you really break down what they were doing, it was they were creating uh, messages that went into broadcast channels, TV, radio, and print. And it was a very limited universe. Scarce. It's the only way you could get there. Six TVs, channels. There was, you know, the, the, you know, the main newspaper, maybe a local newspaper. There were a couple of magazines. What we have today is and I was going to say a failure. What we, yeah, have, what we have today is so many broadcast channels. There's so much clutter that people's attention is drawn. I, I love it. Um, I'm working with the CEO of an architectural firm, David Aaron's. Hopefully, David, you're watching this morning. But in our conversation yesterday, we he was asking about video versus regular pictures and LinkedIn. And then he said to me in the same sentence, he goes, because for me, he goes, I only have like a 17 second span of attention. Right. I go, right. you just nailed it, man. I go, exactly. just about 10 years ago saying to somebody, you have 17 seconds to, to get my attention. Wow. It's so, so, so Amanda says something really great, right? 
everybody, something that everybody can relate to. So I want to show a post that I had put out last Friday that got a ton of traction. Jay, Shay, show me the picture of the post, right? So here's a picture that I took of my body wash versus my wife's body wash. And I put the idea came to me because I was in the shower and of course her body wash was turned upside upside down on its head so that she could try to get the end of it. And every time I try to get anything out of it, the body wash comes flying out at me, loses balance. And I'm like, why did they make the bottle this way? So I literally just took the picture of both bottles and said, can anybody relate, number one, to getting attacked by body wash when you're in the shower? And number two, answer the question for me on why the same company, the same brand, and the same product would be in two very different styles of bottles. And it erupted with comments. People had marketing insights into it. People were relating to, you know, getting attacked by body wash in the shower. So that's a piece of content that I put out there that draw drew attention to me. But it also started a conversation with all of these people on something that they could relate to that I was the distribution channel to put it out there. So I think that's where people get hung up is what do I send? How do I how do I share it? What do I say? You share everything all the time if you think it matters to you. Um, it's awesome stuff. I mean, it is really that simple. There's David. He is watching today. Good morning, my friend. Awesome. <laughs> the 17 <laughs> seconds of my middle name. Yeah. Professionally. <laughs> Great. Listen, I'm having the most fun working with him because he's sure. so in cheek about the whole thing. It's new. He's totally jumped out of the airplane and is going with us. So great job, David. Really, really. So when we talk about, you know, the ability to create content, when we talk about the ability to share things, you know, it doesn't have to be this, you know, Aristotle thought. It doesn't have to be this center of, oh, I want everybody to just know everything about what I'm saying. It doesn't matter. What you share is what relates to you and what relates to others. And that's what really gets engagement. So let me ask you this. Do you still watch Seinfeld? Of course. Of course you do. And all Seinfeld did was look at stuff, you know. Everyday the, things that were happening in your life and talk that, about them. That all of us are talking about, like, you know, we all know what a close talker is, you know. Right. Because of that, like, give, give me my space, you know. Right. So, you know, when I say to people, listen, do you like Oreos? It's all, you know, National Cereal Day was a real conversation about, you know, I asked it the other day when I was with the guys at Profile. Yep. Cheerios. Somebody said Cheerios, and then somebody else said Honey Nut Cheerios because they're healthier, which is complete bullshit. <laughs> to, to me, it's you. You live. Say you're awake for 18 hours a day. Maybe you're awake for 16 hours a day. I don't know if you're, if you're getting eight hours of sleep. Whatever. You're living 16 hours a day. There's at least one thing that's valuable to you that's happening that's worth sharing with other people that should be in the content that you share with people. So, I mean, it was, it was great to have Joni on yesterday talking about it. She goes, I just find one thing and it's everyday things. It's things that I'm doing. It's things that are important to me, but that's the way you build the content. And that's the way that you connect with people on a personal level. Cause you're sharing things that happen to you that other people can relate to that draws an emotion from them. I think one of the coolest things about the world that we live in, the platforms that we're using is that it's all transparent. And when I share with people that R&D really means rip off and duplicate, 
you're creating stuff for your own audience. So right. if you see something like if somebody took the soap conversation to their audience and didn't repost it, just made their own, you know, hey, I just heard this conversation the other day. Correct. And there's no police that are going, oh, you got me that. No, you're speaking to your own audience. You're building your own audience if you're working with us. You're building the audience and then you're feeding them your messages, things that are coming out of your head as if you were standing in the coffee shop. You know, yeah. so, I mean, I remember, you know, like in all the businesses I had, I would start the day at the coffee shop. I don't know if you remember ever coming with me. All the guys would meet there. We would bullshit about a bunch of stuff. And then we'd take off and go to, to our respect. LinkedIn is the coffee shop. That's it's right. Thing. It's networking. Every day it's networking. You have the ability to comment. You have the ability to like. You have the ability to jump into conversations. You have the ability to show up in other people's worlds so many different ways. And when you're sharing that content in a consistent manner, you have the opportunity to become the center of influence. Not an influencer, I'm not talking about having hundreds of thousands of followers and monetizing your social media. What I'm talking about is being the center of influence within your network. People look to you because they know that they can like that they like you, they know that they trust you, they know that you're consistent, and then you all you get the opportunity to share with them all of the things that are happening to you, and you become that person that's consistent in their life, which brings opportunity. So I think. You know, that's the point of going all the way back to the ad agency days and, and John Hamm and, and Donald Draper doing such a great job of how they communicated and what they communicated to sound differently. You have that opportunity now to do it daily. So there's, there's two other points that I want to make. First point is we're probably not going to get to. Again, again, we're not going to get there. It's kicked, so it's I love it. Hilarious. When I see it on there, I go, no shot we get there. <laughs> Number two, we, we have this section, this segment about the head coach of the Dolphins, which is actually really, really good. And it will play sometime probably. Yeah, I mean, we've added we've added another Seth post to it now about wayfinding. Even the oh. motivational morning music was going to be about that, but we're definitely not going to get there. Well, well, what, what, the I prove out, what I want to prove out with, you know, John Hamm or his character, Don Draper, is that you do buy the person, you know, regardless of what his message was, you buy him first. Yep. Then everything he says, you receive differently. It's yep. just, you know, and that that whole idea. And then the second point that I think is really significant is people say to me, and I'm sure they say to you, well, you guys make it look easy. You're so conversational. It's just your personality. That's the biggest crock of shit. In the beginning, we didn't know what the hell we were doing. I didn't know what I was doing. There was no on LinkedIn when I started. So I started doing it going, this just doesn't feel right. Something is, I don't know. I was always told not to talk about myself. Now you're telling me to talk about myself, you know? So, so the idea that you got to stay at this, you know, how long do you need to do it to get comfortable and really good at it? If you listen to Seth and you listen to Malcolm Gladwell, it's 10,000 hours. When you're done putting 10,000 hours into LinkedIn, talk to me, right. you'll be at the top of the heap. Exactly correct. And so being consistent with what you're doing, and that helps you develop your voice. Like, I love the fact that Dave was like, you know, video or pictures, which one is better? You got to figure out what works for you. I know my cadence. Now, it took me a lot of time, a lot of writing, a lot of 
figuring out what I, how I was going to post, what the consistency was going to be in order for me to develop that cadence for myself. It takes the work. It always takes the work, but it's worth it. The opportunity is there. I had a great virtual coffee yesterday with Robin Diamond, who is the CEO of Fifth & Co., which is a new marketing agency down here. They're doing fantastic things. They actually spun off of peak activity. Robin talks about everybody she hires. It's mandatory for them to post to LinkedIn three times a week. It's mandatory for them to develop the habit of becoming a center of influence because it helps those. And she knows, she goes, look, I end up losing all of my people. They all get recruited to go somewhere else. They all become thought leaders in their space, which I'm okay with because I know that our system is going to keep developing more people. And when they end up going to be a CMO somewhere, they hire our company to help them. And it's how she's going to get you up in football. Nick Saban. Nick Saban, man, it's unbelievable. He doesn't care. I'll build him and go there. He's got people littered all over football because he does it the right way. And so because she understands the power of becoming a thought leader within your space, she understands the power of sharing content. She pushes her people to do that. And we're here again telling you we're pushing you to do it. And if you need help, just ask for help. Okay, a couple of things. Jeff Bishop is having lunch with Dave Stavali. Where is that? Um, yeah. Are they here? Is Jeff up there? What's happening? If Stavali's here, I'm putting a hit on him. Or know. are they having virtual lunch? I don't know. I love the idea of virtual lunch. That would be lunch. really cool. That would be really cool. <laughs> you know, because, I mean, if Stavali didn't invite us to lunch, man, he's he's out. Bad um, so big, big day tomorrow. Um, if you have not put in your donation, you will not be available to win. Tomorrow, it's spin the wheel. Shay, tell us how it works tomorrow. All right. So uh, we have the we have the list. Uh, a couple more people that I'm waiting for. We had a big donation, uh, I think, yesterday. Um, somebody out of the Worldwide Express tree, Ryan Ilgis or something like that. Um, it's Diwali, man. That's Diwali, man. <laughs> Just love it, but, man. Uh, yeah, so we'll um, there's gonna be a I'm gonna have four tab or four tabs open with each wheel set from one to however many tickets um, that are on there. We'll spin it and then I will correlate that number that pops up to uh, the winner. And you will know the same time we know. There's no games. There's no bullshit. Uh, Shay will post the link to the donation. It fifty dollars buys you one ticket. Um, boom, 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 boom. We uh, we will hit twenty thousand because my commitment um, from on the ball and being the chairman of the whole group is that wherever we wind up today, I'm making up the difference. So uh, we were in for five. We'll be in for whatever the difference is to make it twenty. That was our commitment. We don't play around. Which right now would be I think seven. So it'd be an extra two. So let's go, guys. Let's get on the horse and let's close that gap so that we we'll have in some five. fun. And this is in true TV fashion. We ain't doing it at the beginning of the show. You got to wait. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Have a fantastic we Thursday. Gotta, we, gotta sure we have enough time. Let's get down to business. Please don't worry about me. I'm about to let my heart speak. My friends keep telling me to leave this. So let's get down. Let's get down to business. Let's get down, let's get down to business. Give you one more night, one more night to get this. 
We've had a million 